Hey everybody, you are listening to the Church Theology Podcast, a podcast on the church for the church. My name is Kirk Miller, here with Dan Allen. Hi. And he is excited to be here. <laughs> we are continuing continuing our series on how to read the Bible. Specifically, we've been looking now at how to read a passage in light of the whole of Scripture mm-hmm. and how a, a passage uh, connects to Christ. We not all, only want to understand what it meant in its original context, but as it is included within a larger story, we obviously want to attend to how it fits into that larger mm-hmm. story. And so in these last uh, last two episodes, as well as this one, we've been then looking at that larger story. Mm-hmm. If we want to interpret in light of the larger story, we obviously have to understand what that larger story is. And so maybe, Dan, you can just kind of give us a review of the first We've been using this thing that we call the ABIs, mm-hmm. so kind of using the ABCs up until the letter I to sort of break down the different stages mm-hmm. of the biblical storyline uh, following this theme of kingdom. Yeah. Maybe just kind of bring us up to speed of where we've been. Yeah, so yes, the ABIs are the kingdom. Kingdom being uh, when God's people are in God's place under God's rule. And anytime you have God's people in God's place under God's rule, they experience God's blessing. And what's the greatest blessing of all? God's presence, fellowship with God, right? Yep. And so uh, starting in the, with the letter A, we start out the scriptures in the amazing kingdom. We have God's people in God's place, under God's rule, in the garden, and they're experiencing God's blessing, especially God walking with them in the cool of the day. By the time you get to Genesis 3, there's the broken kingdom, and it just keeps spreading right through their kids to the whole world. There's a worldwide flood, and then you get the Tower of Babel. It's just totally broken. Right. Of course, there's a promise in there that God's going to fix this. The seed, there's going to come the seed of the woman who's going to crush the head of the serpent. Uh, then we get to letter C. It takes us to Genesis 12, uh, that God is going to be the one that's going to solve this problem. This, the kingdom's broken, but God's going to fix it. And he's going to do it through narrowing the picture down to through a man named Abraham. And it's going to be through Abraham's descendants that God's going to bring this redemption, right? And uh, he's going to, uh, the nations are going to be blessed through <clears throat> Abraham. And so the letter C stands for the covenants of the kingdom. Yeah. And we see that the, the uh, way covenant, then we see the uh, covenant to Abraham to, to bring, uh, make him into a great name and nation and a place. Uh, and then we have the mosaic covenant, which gives God's people, God's rule. Uh, and, then we come to the letter D, which is the time of Joshua moving forward into Solomon, uh, which is the development of the kingdom. God's people, uh, by the, the mediator of Moses, have been brought to the edge of the land. They have We have God's people, who's the nation of Israel. Uh, we have God's rule, which is the Mosaic covenant uh, that God gave to his people. Uh, we need God's place. The people need to be brought into that, and Joshua is going to do that in the conquest. And we went through uh, the letters D uh, last time, D, E, and F. Uh, the letter D is development of the kingdom, where the kingdom continues to to grow and give pictures of what the kingdom of God is like through the reign of David and through the reign of Solomon. And even the nations are being blessed. They have rest on all sides during the reign of Solomon. It looks like this is it. We've made it. But of course, sin is the big problem, and we're not there yet. And it actually gets worse now. Now we start a quick downward spiral in the letter E uh, where we get to the enforcers of the kingdom. That's the prophets, those who keep pointing back to the law, telling the nation of Israel, uh, both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of Israel, that if you continue to disobey, eventually you're going to be kicked out of the land and they're enforcing the law. 
And sure enough, the northern kingdom is taken out in 722 to Assyria, the southern kingdom in 586 to Babylon, and that is the letter E. And then we covered the letter F, which is the future kingdom, which is when the prophets also tell, uh, keep pointing forward to uh, a great restoration that's coming. A new temple's coming. Yeah. A new covenant's coming. God is going to come and bring forgiveness and wash you clean. And uh, then we saw at the end of Malachi uh, that God himself is going to come to his temple. Yeah. And then there was this long wait. Go so that's it. essentially the whole story of the Old Testament, right? Yep. It's the story of God's kingdom program being worked out through this series of covenants. Um, and, and, and then we're left with sort of the, uh, the end of the Old Testament waiting to be finished, mm -hmm. which brings us now to our last three parts of the acronym. Is it yep. acronym or? I think it's um, a nomadic device because the acronym, I think, has to spell something. Yeah. Right? It's like, but it's, but it's using something of, yeah. uh, like Hebrew poetry does that, right? Is that an acrostic yeah. or something? Anyways. Uh, yeah, maybe that's right. Acrostic. Yeah, it's one of those bone. fancy words, yeah. but we're in the nomadic last. nomadic device is just a memory device. Yeah. And an acrostic Acro is maybe a particular type of yes, yeah, device. you're right, right. We're smart. Okay, so the last three of these we are we have now come to, and these are all within what we call the New Testament. Yep. Finishing off the story, the New Testament is really the the uh, filling out and the completion of right. the story of Israel. Um, and so we uh, we come now to the to the our next one, which is G, which stands for the good news. Of the kingdom. That's and tell right. Us, tell us about what's going on in this. Yeah. Speech. So the opening line of the New Testament in Matthew, Matthew chapter one, verse one, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Remember, Christ is not his last name, Jesus' last name. Yeah. It's yeah. a title. Yeah. It's Jesus, the anointed one or Jesus, the, the Messiah one. The king, which is so Messiah would be like the, like the kingly, the anointed, the right. one who's anointed as king. That's right. Specifically, most likely pointing right back to Psalm 2 right there. Yep. The anointed one that God would give uh, over the nations. From so, David's line. That's right. The genealogy of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of David, David was promised in 2 Samuel 7 that he would be given a son who would reign over all the nations forever, 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 the son of Abraham. So Matthew's starting off his, his gospel with, you know, holding nothing back. There's no doubt to his claim right here. This is the legitimate Savior, the one being born who is going to, all nations will be blessed through him. He will be the one who reigns over all yeah. things. If you skip down to verse 21, uh, the promise to Mary, she will bear uh, a son. You shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. Uh, and it, and the, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God, God with, with us. us. Right? This is this is Malachi coming true here. Yeah. God is coming, just like he promised he would. Yeah. Jesus is held up as the as the true Adam, the one who does what Adam should have done, who represents the people in giving them righteousness, whereas Adam represented in giving us sin and death. He's the true seed of Abraham in which the promises to Abraham come true. He's a mediator of a better covenant mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. Moses. He's the true son of David. He's the right. he's the mediator of the new covenant was promised. So Jesus is the fulfillment of all the hopes of the Old Testament so that when Jesus can come, like in Luke 24, and say that all, is, all of the Old Testament pointed to him, right. it, yeah. it's actually yeah. true. It yeah. really does. Yeah. Yeah. And so remember uh, a couple Episodes ago, we, we talked about Mark chapter 1, the very first words out of Jesus' mouth. Uh, Behold, the kingdom of God, the rule of God, is here. 
Why? Because he's Jesus here. The king is here. Repent and believe the good news. And then you watch as the gospel unfolds, you watch what it looks like as the king shows up, right? He's This king is the one who has all authority. He rules over disease. He rules over death. He rules over the winds and the, the waves. The demons. That's right. Everything. He yep. has absolute authority. Authority to forgive sins. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there we also read uh, like, like John in his gospel, like, the word of God made flesh and tabernacled among us. He dwelt among us. This is God among us. Jesus was the uh, the prophet that was promised in Deuteronomy 18, but better than a prophet, right? He's the the prophet that we must listen to. He's uh, the great king that we've been waiting for, uh, the one that who's Lord of Lords and king, king of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is uh, the great high priest who the the priests of the Old Testament offered sacrifices. Uh, this priest offers his very self uh, yeah. that brings he redemption and, forever and priest. Yeah. So all throughout Jesus' ministry, he keeps pointing to himself, saying, "Look, the living water is here. Like you come to me, you'll you'll be given living water. Yeah, right? the bread never of life thirst. is here. That's right. Yeah." Um, and so Jesus is making uh, fantastic uh, claims, um, but it it has a, a, a twist to it because the disciples assume, wow, like this this is here, like he's going to come and overthrow, uh, you know, Rome, and we're going to now like reign on earth like this. But it it takes a different turn because this King, this Messiah, actually went to the grave, and that's actually how he's going to bring forgiveness. Right? Yeah. It's him actually giving his life to die in the place of sinners yeah. for all those who trust in him. Rather than his death on the cross being a detour of the kingdom, that's right. It was actually the very means of achieving it. Because one of the things mm. that's essential to mm-hmm. the king kingdom, as we saw, is that sin actually be dealt with. It's not yeah, just about that's right. that's physical right. liberation or or bringing in these these other elements that we've seen. Uh, which is maybe what a lot of the folks would have just focused on at that time. We need liberation from our oppression under Rome. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. there's an element of truth to that. Um, but ultimately, as Jesus says to Nicodemus, if someone is going to see the kingdom of God, they need to be born again. If I'm going yeah. to bring in a new, yeah. if I'm going to bring in this new era of this new kingdom, the citizens also need to be made new as well. And so that's what his death does is actually dying mm. for the penalties mm-hmm. under that former covenant. So that these, so that folks can actually enter the kingdom as citizens, right, re, rightly related to their God, forgiven, yeah. and actually enabled to live righteously under the new covenant. Yeah. yeah. Now, if we move forward to the end of Matthew, the very last lines, uh, there Jesus is now raised from the dead, right before he's ascended into glory and uh, seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, verse eighteen, uh, this coming right out of Daniel seven. Uh, which we saw last time in Jesus uh, chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I rule over everything. This is Daniel seven happening. The ancient of days giving the one like a son of man uh, rule over all things. Again, you might think it's finally here. Uh, and it is in one sense, but it has a little bit of a turn uh, because now we get to the letter H uh, the disciples learn that they are going to be heralds of the kingdom. Jesus is going to be leaving. He's going to go take his thro- throne in heaven. But now the disciples are going to carry on the mission. They are going to be the ones that herald the message. Mm-hmm. But they won't be left alone. They'll actually be given the helper. So you can think of H as the heralds of the kingdom as well as the helper of the kingdom. Because Jesus says, I will give you the Holy Spirit to empower you. And as you continue reading verse 19, you go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And what we should hear in that is we're told to go and herald the kingdom. God's, uh, the church, Christ's uh, bride, is not that you must go do this now, but you can. I'm going to be with you. I've given you the spirit of God. You go, herald the kingdom, herald the message, and I will be with you. So God's people then, uh, in this era, uh, it, it's not just people connected to Abraham, but it's people connected to Jesus, who is the seed of Abraham. It's God's people in God's place, which is not anymore. We're not looking for a temple, except what does Paul say? Yeah, Yeah, it says the church is the temple. First Corinthians 3, the people of God is the very temple of God. That's the dwelling place of God. Or First Corinthians 6, the, the individual believer mm-hmm. is the very temple of God. Yeah, uh, Jesus being the ultimate temple and we experience right. his presence by the Spirit. By his spirit that's that right. dwells us. Yeah. That's right. So those those sort of uh, initial shadow forms of the kingdom have has reached their final form. And we are this is the stage that we're in now, the yep. stage where we actually get to see the kingdom spread by sharing the gospel that actually brings people into that kingdom when they yeah. actually believe the gospel, when they are saved by Jesus' death by believing in the message of his death and resurrection in the spirit. Uh, yeah. God, or Jesus is actually reigning, causing his kingdom to spread. He's growing his kingdom through the work of his spirit, enabling his people to spread the message of his saving work. Yeah, yeah. And and, and to do that, like heralding and, and the work and the fight against sin, we are given the spirit as a down payment to actually do the work. Uh, but what, this is referred to often as the already, not yet. Mm-hmm. We experience the kingdom in in. We really do. Like it's we here. really are empowered for, for yep. ministry. That we experience the presence of God. It's and here. Jesus accomplished it in principle. Yep. Like it's only a matter of it itself working itself out. That's now. right. Like it's going to happen. Yep. So it's in principle already won. Yes. Yes. But there's also yet, elements of it not. It's yet not quite being here. Right. Yeah. There's still pain. There's still sorrow. There's still sin. There's still struggle. We're we're still called exiles because this is not our home. We're we're seeking the city whose architect and builder is God. You can refer to this as our pilgrimage, right? We're on our way to the eternal shore. So this is already we experience it. We have the down payment of the Spirit of God, but it's not quite yet. And one day we we will experience the full consummation of the kingdom. And that's where we can head now to the final uh, stage, the letter I, uh, which is the imperishable kingdom. And maybe one thing we would want yep. to add to within this section, the yeah. herald and yeah, helpers yeah, yeah. of the kingdom, is that we also see that 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 kingdom program, those those covenant promises, are made are clearly then extended to all who believe, Jew and Gentile. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. much of the Old Testament is, is very much like the covenant people has an ethnic quality to mm-hmm. it, where someone would actually have to you know enter the people of Israel mm-hmm. uh, from the outside if they were to join. But now, like Paul, especially in Ephesians mm-hmm. 2, he talks mm-hmm. about how there was how Christ has made one new humanity, mm-hmm. uh, making mm-hmm. the two Jew and Gentile one, breaking down the wall of hostility, which was the the ordinances of the Mosaic Covenant that, yeah. that amplified that separation between the two. Or in Galatians, he talks about how um, it's it's not by works of the law, like circumcision, these sort of ethnic markers that we are in right relationship with God and justified, but it's by faith in Christ, the ultimate mm-hmm, seed, mm-hmm. that we actually are considered to be the children of Abraham, the heirs of those promises. And so even Gentiles are included in yeah, the people of yeah. God here expressly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So let's move to the letter I. This is where everything's headed still. Uh, the imperishable kingdom will go all the way to the last book, Revelation 21, second to last chapter of the, of the Bible. Chapter 21, verse 1. 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, God's place. Uh, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne, saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. And we should read that and say, Yes! Yes, finally it's been reversed. Chapter 3 in Genesis, what happened? They were kicked out of the garden, and we've been trying to solve that ever since. Now we experience it in part, and then we will experience it in full. Uh, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. Indeed, this is the imperishable, undefiled, unfading kingdom of God that we are looking for. New bodies. Yeah. People from every tribe and tongue, no more pain, no more sorrow, presented as holy and blameless before the throne of God. Yeah, God's people fully restored, no longer subject to death, no longer mm. subject to the corruption, that corruption physically, or we might say spiritually with mm-hmm. sin, mm-hmm. where the, 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 yeah. the full, the, the, the whole creation has become a renewed garden of Eden, a temple city. Yeah. Um, we are fully under God's loss and having no more, um, power over us. Jesus is fully king. Um, yeah, everything right. is, is what it was meant to be. And continuing on, Revelation 22, verse 1, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river here, check this out, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit. We're, this is imagery right back from the Garden of Eden, remember? Yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, no longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will, they will see his face, his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. There, they, will be, they will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. I skipped on to the end there. Yeah. There we see indeed God's people, who are all those who are in Christ, in God's place, the new heaven and the new earth, under God's rule, no more disobeying God, no more ruling, trying to rule for ourselves and making our own kingdom. And anytime you have God's people in God's place under God's rule, what do you experience? God's blessing. What's God's, what's the greatest blessing of all? God's presence. Yeah. It's all, it's all where it should be. The final story. Yeah. I realized while you're talking, I, I started smiling because you know how uh, in Home Improvement, that old show from the 90s yeah. or yeah. whenever that was, 2000, yeah. Tim Allen would go, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what you do sometimes when you, oh, yeah. when you read or talk. <laughs> no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that is the uh, that is the ABIs. Was there anything mm-hmm. else you wanted to add to that last one? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. No. I mean, that's... That's uh, that's where we're all headed. It, the, all the scriptures are we're we're still on that on that mission on that road. Yeah. And so when we when we think about reading the Bible, then in light any passage of scripture, reading it in light of the whole story, that's the story that we want to keep in yeah. mind. So yeah. we're kind of getting a roadmap of the entire story. What we're going to do in the next set of episodes, then, is we're going to look at an uh, maybe this is an across or no this is an acronym now. Yeah. We're the yeah. Christ acronym, where we're actually going to look at. 
we've we've kind of gathered the the data of what the story is. That's mm-hmm. what we've just been doing in the ABIs. Now we're going to come to this acronym, the Christ acronym, where we're going to look at methods, yeah. different ways then we make use of that larger That's story right. to interpret particular passages in the light of the whole. That's right. So join us next time as we do that. Yeah.